May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Today we continue our called series. We have discussed our call to follow, our call together, and our call to praise. Today we are going to explore our call to trust. Now I don't know about you, but I do not trust blindly. When someone asks me to trust them, I want to ask three questions. Who are they? Why should I trust them? And what can I trust them for? Before we look at the passage in Isaiah, I want to acknowledge that it is a lot easier to trust God when things are going well in your life. When your goals are being met, when your dreams are being realized, and when life is as it should be. When you feel strong and in control, and you look forward to your future. It is quite another thing to trust God when circumstances are bad, when life is downright awful, and when your dreams are shattered, when nothing seems as it should be. As we look at the passage in Isaiah, it is important to put it into context. Isaiah was a prophet in the last days of the divided kingdom. The glory days of King David are long gone. Thanks to the sin of Solomon and his offspring, the mighty kingdom of Israel has been torn in two. The northern kingdom, Israel. The southern kingdom, Judah. And after Solomon, there were 39 kings. Of those 39, only eight attempted to follow God, and some not very well. If you're interested in learning more about this dark history of Israel, read 2 Kings. For those of you who have loved the popular HBO series Game of Thrones, really 2 Kings is the first Game of Thrones. It's filled with greed, it's filled with murder, and it's filled with mayhem. And it's important as we look at this passage to realize it is into this context that Isaiah speaks. The nations are in turmoil. There is no hope. The worst thing imaginable has happened. The land that God had promised Abraham was no longer theirs. The Assyrians had taken it. And now the northern kingdom was soon to fall. And then the temple where God was would be destroyed. Talk about bad circumstances. Talk about bad situation. Talk about shattered dreams. Talk about the rug being pulled out from under you. Into this mess, God walks through Isaiah with a message of comfort and hope. In this passage, Isaiah says, there still is hope. All hope is not gone. God is still in control. And God day will one day restore and deliver his people. They are called to trust in God and draw strength from him. Isaiah reminds them of who God is, why they should trust in him, and what they should trust him for. Firstly, 
Isaiah tells them that this God is awesome. He is everlasting. He is the creator of the ends of the earth. He is beyond compare. Verse 25, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name because of his great power and great strength. Not one of them is missing. God is holy. Isaiah reminds them God is powerful. God is mighty. With his word, the worlds were created. And it was this God that was calling them to trust him. Secondly, Isaiah stresses the goodness of God. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can famine. Okay, so Israel is in the midst of a mess, an absolute mess, and here comes Isaiah. They are wondering, God, do you see me? God, do you know I'm suffering? God, do you see what has happened? God, are you even there? They may even be wondering, God, have you turned your back on me? Many of us, like the Israelites, have times in our lives when we have called out to God, when we go, God, do you see me? Do you know me? Do you care about me? Can you see the mess I'm in? And Uzziah, or Isaiah, reminds them and us that God forgets no star, no creature among the multitudes. God has not abandoned them, and God has not abandoned us. Throughout the book of Isaiah, Israel is reminded that their God is a kind and compassionate God. Yes, he is righteous. Yes, he must judge sin. But he is also brokenhearted over the way Israel struggles with sin. Although there are tough times ahead for Israel and Judah, God will not abandon them, and his unfailing love will not be shaken. Isaiah tells them throughout his prophecy of the coming of a Messiah who will rescue them, who will redeem them, who will save them. Isaiah says, trust God. You know God. He is mighty. He is the creator of the universe. His word is powerful. He is above all else. He can do all things. Why should they trust him? Because his word is true. And they knew it. They had seen it because despite the fact that they were unfaithful, God remained faithful. Despite the fact that they turned away, God did not turn away. Time and time again, he showed them his love and his goodness. What was Isaiah asking them to do? To have faith. To trust God was in control even when it didn't feel like it. A Messiah was coming. They were to have hope. They needed to wait in faith. They needed to believe God was with them. They were not alone. They needed to trust in him and draw their strength from him. But those that hope in the Lord will renew their strength. 
They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Today, we too are called to trust this God. We are called to trust the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, the one that is ultimately in control of everything. As people living 2,700 years after Isaiah, we know that God did act, that he did send a redeemer, that he did send a Messiah, that Jesus, through his birth, death, and resurrection, called all people to God. Jesus, by dying on the cross, provided a way for everyone to come back to God. It is this majestic, this powerful, this loving God that is asking you and me to trust him. Why should we trust him? Because his word is true. His love is amazing. He sees us, he knows us, and in spite of that, he still loves us. He is still faithful, even when we are unfaithful. Trusting God does not mean that we expect that our lives will be great all the time, that God will spare us heartache, that God will spare us terrible circumstances. Even though you can pray, and even though God sometimes intervenes, and even though God gives us much more than we can ask for and imagine, trusting in God means that we know God is in control and is with us. We believe in God's word, in God's promises, in God's goodness, in God's faithfulness. We trust that God is ultimately in control. And when we trust, then we can run into the Father's arms. And we can let him worry about our future when it is hard for us to imagine it ourselves. Trusting God is hard in all kinds of circumstances. Imagine a businessman whose life savings have disappeared as his business closes for good. Imagine a young dad with four children who loses a spouse overnight. Imagine a parent learning that their child has received a cancer diagnosis. Imagine a wife of 25 years seeing her husband leave her for another woman. In all these circumstances and in many more, God says, trust me. In these moments of great turmoil, in these moments of great pain, we need to hear God say, I see you. I love you. I've got you. Lean into me. I can take it. Trust me. You are not alone. We are in this together. I do have control. Trusting God can lead to hope in the hurting and a peace that passes all understanding. Proverbs 3, 5 states, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and need not in your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. 
I want to leave you with an image today. Imagine that you are a two or three-year-old and you have to cross a busy street. You're at the corner and you're scared because the cars are whizzing by and you don't know how you're going to get across. You are paralyzed. You don't know what to do next. As you're standing on the corner trying to figure it out, your dad comes up beside you and he stretches out his hand and he says, come, let us cross the street together. And you look up at your dad and you think, he is big, he knows a lot, surely he knows the rules of the road. So you trust him and you give him your hand and you cross the street together. Horatio Spofforth, the writer of the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, really epitomizes what trusting in God in all circumstances looks like. He wrote this incredible hymn at sea shortly after hearing that his four daughters died in a shipwreck. As followers of Christ, we are called to trust God in all circumstances. We are called to have faith in a God who loves us and cares for us always. A God that is faithful and never will abandon us. A God who is not only powerful, but personal. May God grant us the faith to trust him in all circumstances and the courage to take his hand when he offers.